That's a harsh reality for us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I'm sorry, Sha. That's not the answer you want. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a blessing, bro. Yeah, bro. So, Sha, it's a blessing, bro. Okay, okay. Interesting, yeah. interesting. They use their mind for it. Alright, <laughs> okay. Very unique. Excel eh? skills. Excel skills. <laughs> like, my fingers can move so fast within the keyboard. And also, you get to like it's like a free trial. Yeah. Of, like what you want to do, you know, because like you don't, you don't, you're studying this and that, this and that, but you don't know how is it actually gonna be yeah. in the future. You're listening to Samsa Podcast, your one stop for everything Malaysian in Christchurch and all over New Zealand. I am your host Shakirin Ghazali. Stay with me as we dissect different topics with all kinds of people. Okay, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamualaikum. Uh, kia ora and a very good night to everyone. So right now it's 11.14pm in the Auckland time. Um, so it's 3rd of April 2021. And today we're going to have a special podcast. With um, three ex-Victoria uh, University of Wellington students um, So, uh, not wasting time, I'll uh, let Zarif introduce himself first Hi, my Zarif. name is um, Zarif, I am 22 And um, I studied Bachelor's of Commerce, majoring in Accounting and Finance at Vic yeah, uh, my name is Mama Iskan, Mama Ali Khan. I'm 2024 this year and I studied um, accounting and finance at Vic. Uh, my name is Farik Shahrom. I am 24 this year as well and I studied Bachelor of Commerce, majoring in accounting and finance, just like the rest of them <laughs> in Vic as well. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, yes, everyone went to the same major. So, starting with Zarif again. So the next question is, why did you choose Wellington as your place I, to go? I guess like spontaneously I would say because of my friends, most of them um, went to Wellington. Uh, but Wellington in general, what I heard from people was um, it's a mixed um, city. It's like not, not too saturated and not too uh, sporadic as well. So it's not like... Best of both worlds? Yes, yeah, best of both worlds. Yeah. yeah. Um, the reason... For me, like the reason why I chose Wellington was because one, Wellington is the capital of okay. New Zealand, so okay. I would expect like a lot of things would like revolve around Wellington. True. So like me coming to New Zealand, I would want to have like you know, experience and whatnot. So I would expect stuff to revolve around Wellington a lot. And also aside from that, like also that like, I heard from people saying that oh Wellington is like so it's accessible, everything's like nearby. You don't really have to have a car. Yeah. So. Living as a student back then, it's really nice to like, you know, not having all those extra expenses and costs. Just wanting like study and like everything's like walking distance and whatnot. So yeah, that's why I chose Valentin. Agree, agree. So, uh, I guess mainly for me it was because we decided as a group to <laughs> go to, some, yeah. to a certain place. And the majority of us wanted to go to Wellington. And I guess like what is said, it was also because it was the capital and being someone who's grown up in the city, in Kuala Lumpur, I thought that something more familiar would be good. But 
I knew Auckland would be more hectic compared to Wellington uh -huh. and that was the only reason why I chose Wellington over Auckland because I guess it's more relaxed in a way yes. rather than a busy Agreed. lifestyle like how Kuala Lumpur is so busy yeah yeah oh so that's our view though <laughs> just one, one question um yeah. so so we are all from KOSB right so before we fly here we have to choose uh two universities oh, like yeah. first first option and second option so did you guys put Wellington as your first option and get it like ยอมเสียแล้วแล้วแล้วแล้วแล้วแล้วแล้วแล้วแล้วแล้วแล้วแล้วแล้วแล้วแล้วแล้วแล้วแล้วแล้วแล้วแล้วแล้วแล้วแ
It was yeah. like, yeah, look, like that, stuff like that. So yeah. they, as a community, as a city, they are very active. Yeah. And like, stuff revolves around them. Like, that's what keeps the town going, though. Even, even though it's small, but then like, you always have something to look forward. Yeah, yeah. Sweet, sweet. Um, so that's it for living in Wellington. The next one is study in Wellington. So this one is for Zarif. Okay. What was your typical year as a student of Victoria Victoria University of Wellington like from month to month if you can elaborate I, I think like my my lifestyle is kind of like routine um when I touched down in Wellington I enrolled for I, I applied for jobs and I, I worked for a couple of months at a Malaysian restaurant so basically like the first few months is just working and then uni working uni and um yeah I mean for the for the past like two years, I've been working and studying at the same time. We go traveling as well during term breaks. Yeah, so that's like my typical two years. Actually, uh, I mean it like in the study. Study, study wise, it's study wise. Yeah, I think it's just the same as um other unis as well. There's like nothing much difference, right? Yeah. yeah. Though I would say like in terms of like how New Zealand and Australia specifically how they study versus like how Malaysia because I do think like you know how we were colonized by the British yes. Yes. and whatnot. So and you you know how like we have different qualification to CA like you know the British have like ACCA and over here we have CANS. Yes. So that itself already shows like difference in terms of like how they study. So I would say British uh, see, I don't want to put it I don't want to like put everything in like a single yeah. stereotype hey, British but Malaysian studies we tend to focus more on like memorizing stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a big difference. Yeah, and here we have a lot of like open book tests and whatnot. <laughs> so you tend to like having to think more critically. You know, yeah. having like a helicopter view instead of like memorizing a process and like vomiting everything on the paper within the span of like an hour. Yeah, exactly. Where right here, like they give you a chance to do like a open book test. Yeah. But the concept is like the question is like critical. Yeah. True. True. Use the like statutories if you do like tax, tax and all that. Yeah. Actually, what I mean is like the like the main key dates of your university. Like, um, when is your uh, orientation? Like, when is your um first week of studies? Oh. And then your Easter break, and then your final exams. And winter break. Yeah. But it's, uh, actually, it's the same as us as well. Yeah, yeah. technically it's the same. Yeah, yeah. It's hard also for us to like see that because like, I mean, we're from KYSB. <laughs> and like in KYSB, you know how they, they use the same schedule as what um, the students in Vic uses. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're basically like trained from the start to like um, be comfortable with how New Zealand yeah, schedule whole, yeah. work. Okay. We've been like, yeah. He was right. Like we've been trained to do the same, like the same environment for internal studies and term dates. Just one more. Um. Yeah. So for graduation, when what is the dates available for people to graduate? Oh um. So that's different depending on the universities. Like say in for Wellington, it's usually around like December, mm. and like you usually have like two graduations yeah, a year. Yeah, so you would have one on like around April, was it? Yes. April and one in December. And for Auckland, it depends. Sometimes like 
like this yeah. year on in June June right yeah 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 so yeah that also like varies like depending on universities in New Zealand which universities okay fair enough so um last question for study this one is for Uno what do you miss about uni life if you miss anything was it the tutoring I think the major thing about uni life that I miss is having time so I guess the main thing that I could see now that I'm already working is that your most of your time is occupied with work because like you work like nine to five and after five you only have so much time for yourself because you still have to think about your studies and as well so like during my uni days I felt like I had so much time I could do part-time jobs I could do activities on weekdays or weekends it was never a problem but now whenever I want to do something I would actually have to find the time to do it because there's not really much time that you have to yourself especially when you take into account the CA studies that you have to do as well I guess that's the main thing I would miss about uni life <coughs> okay that's a harsh reality for us I'm sorry that's not the answer you want to <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay um, so the next one is for every one of you just simple question favorite place to eat in Wellington Hmm. But do you can start first? Got yeah, I've got mine in mind already. And yours? yours would be Little Penang. <laughs> Who you? Yours. No. No. Oh. I changed my mind halfway through. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, for now, at the moment, I think it would be a simple chicken burger, which is easy to get. So it's either Soul Shack. No! Soul Shack! For me, at the current moment, those would be the my go-to when I don't know what to eat. Yeah. Uh, let me elaborate more on Soul Shack. <laughs> like, I, like, I personally like, I love Soul Shack. I love Soul Shack too. Like, yeah. I mean, here in New Zealand, everything, I, I don't know, it's for me, everything is kind of bland, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Comparing to like Malaysian food. But then like, it, it is delicious in their own way. Safe. <laughs> in their own way. But then like Soul Shack burgers, they have, they sell like the spicy burgers. Yeah. So it's the closest thing you could get to a spicy chicken McDonald's. Yeah. Or McDonald's. So that's what I really like to eat back in Malaysia. Good comparison. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's so good, man. It's so good. My personal favorite is the chicken and donuts. Because who would ever thought of putting donuts with chicken and maple syrup? Oh my god, like. The yeah. first thing I would do if I go back to Wellington, I would buy chicken and donuts from Soul <laughs> Where? From Soul Shack. Soul Shack. Soul Shack as well. Soul yeah. Shack. So, so like, you Soul Shack. Soul Shack. It's a blessing, bro. Yeah, yeah bro. Soul Shack is a blessing, bro. Mm. Interesting. I have yeah. never been to Soul Shack yet. Okay. Oh, one, yeah. day, one day, one day. One day, one day. Is it just one branch or? Yes, yeah. it's very special. Yeah. It's, it's very, very special. special. <laughs> very special, man. Uh, understandable. Um. So we move on. The next one is for every every one of you as well. What is a must go or must do in Wellington in your <laughs> in your view? Harbor. Uh, yeah. I guess the main thing I would say when it comes to Wellington would be, I guess Sunday market would be a good way yeah. to start it off. Yeah. It's exactly. just a good way to start off your Sunday where 
you go to the harbor and yeah. like you get the all the vibes of people just yeah, starting their day, getting all their groceries and like all the food trucks along the harbor. I guess that's just it's always a good day when you start off with Sunday market. So I guess that's one of the must do things in Wellington. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like if you go to the harbor and like most of your days are sorted out because like you have the harbor there and you have the Sunday market at the end. Yeah. And like right between there you have like something like oh sorry, right in between you have like the Te Papa Museum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like if you go to the harbor you could basically like get your day sorted. Yeah. It's you all just decide like when you're at the harbor. Yeah, just go to the exactly. harbor. Don't yeah. know what to do, go to the harbor. That's true. <laughs> I mean if you're staying there for quite a while and kind of an outdoor person then you can go hikes.
so people there's a training there or did, did you go uh, by yourself? More towards on the job because I learned more of like the shortcuts from my senior. Oh, okay. Yeah, compared to yeah, we didn't we didn't have much training. Alright. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's, it's really nice because they throw you under the bus. <laughs> and then you learn. I mean, it's a good learning experience. You know, it's the quickest way. Yeah, to the learn. quickest way. It's also the hardest way. To learn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it shows your like your adaptability, your like, yeah, pick up speed. Yeah, you, yeah, you can see that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. So thank you, Zarif. The next one is for Uno. Is internship important in landing a full time job? Oh, tough question. Uh, simplest answer would be that no, it doesn't exactly determine whether you land a job or not. Right. But mm-hmm. it definitely helps you out a lot in terms of the skills that you get from your internship and like mm-hmm. also in the aspect of not being so shocked when you go into mm-hmm. that job. Because I think one thing that I learned was like just the how hard audit actually is like when you have to learn like on the job but I guess that's also one of the good things like that you learn from internships because at least you get an idea of what you're getting yourself into so yeah I think and it does definitely help give you an edge when it comes to applying for jobs because I remember in one of the interviews I went and they had my CV in front of them and one thing that they circled inside my CV was my PwC internship. So I guess it is a huge, it is a big thing that they look at, mm-hmm. but it does not determine whether you land a job or not. Yeah. I, I bet we know like, I know some people who, who didn't have an internship experience but got a job as well. Yeah. So it's not that important, but it's good to have like what we know. So yeah. Yeah. This increase your percentage of yes, definitely. landing yeah, a job. You would say that, yeah. But ultimately, it definitely helps while you're in the job like yeah. the skills that you learn in internship are important mm-hmm. and doing jobs it also helps you in like settling down in your job you know you feel more comfortable mm-hmm. yeah. personally personally yeah, yeah exactly yeah. if you have the choice you should yeah <laughs> but yeah just don't dwell if you don't get an internship and you know you're applying for jobs yeah you, know? you it wouldn't it wouldn't differentiate you and others you know okay yeah but would you recommend people to do internship rather than not? Yeah, ah, go for it. Definitely. I would definitely yeah. Yeah. Because there's so much more to gain than to lose. Yeah. So. Alright. And also you get to like it's like a free trial. Yeah. Of like what you want to do, you know, because like you don't you don't you're studying this and that, this and that, but you don't know how is it actually gonna be yeah. in the future. So for me internships are like free trials. Like you can test it out. If you don't like it, that's alright. Yeah. You know, can further decide, better decide what you want to do in the future. Yeah. Thank you for these amazing answers. Um. So the next, we finish uh, our internship topic. So the next one. Uh, is working professionally in New Zealand. So, again, these three gentlemen have managed to land a professional job in New Zealand so congratulations to them thank you, thank you. Um, so the, uh, the first one uh, for Zarif uh, yes. any tips to land a professional job in New Zealand other than doing internships Oof, I guess like if you're still in uni just be more be active because these things are and then 
be more outside the box and try to learn a lot of different skills and network as well if you're still in uni and if like if you're still looking for a job you should network as well because these people you, you i i managed to land a couple of interviews by just networking so it's really important especially if you want to work in i mean it doesn't matter actually to be honest if you want to work in malaysia or uh, new zealand yeah. like everywhere you have to network yeah um my other other tips would be this from is actually you have to constantly update your cv because there's there's no final there is no final in your cv it's always like a blank uh canvas not a blank canvas like a canvas where you can add like everything inside by day because like it's like there's no final draft for a cv exactly yeah so like how many pages are your cv right now? oh definitely um This one from Uno, um, <laughs> from Uno he said two, but try to make it one, I guess. But oh, yeah, that's yeah. If you have a lot, then two will be like if you have. So you have to like show. prioritize your what you want to show. Definitely. Uh, yes, yeah, definitely. The front page definitely. like is what sells you for, and the second is just supporting documents. I would say your CV should be different for every job that you're applying because every job has different like they have different needs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So your CV should be catered to their needs. Yeah. No, just to increase that probability of getting in. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Um. So thank you, Zarif and Is, for this amazing uh, answers. Um. The next one is for Is. How's the work-life balance compared to <laughs> Malaysia? Oh and my God. <laughs> when is the peak season in New Zealand? Yeah. Right. So um in. Because currently we're we're working at Audit New Zealand, and Audit New Zealand we're pretty different than normal like audit private audit sectors, which is big force. Because we did our internship in big force, yes. So big force are like private, and their peak period would be around like December, that that area, December, January to March. Yep. From there to March. Mm-hmm. So and like for us. We are audit New Zealand, so we are public sector. We normally audit public sectors, and for public sectors, they have different reporting dates. Mm-hmm. So usually it will be thirty at June, and our peak period would be like from June to see September. Yeah, October. October, October, probably October, but it depends because like last year because of COVID and whatnot, everything got pushed back. So our peak period lasted till end of December, January. End of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Till the end of December, January. But in terms of like work-life balance, I would say, at the end of the day, audit is audit. Yeah. Busy is busy. Okay. Busy true, is true. busy. But then, on Malaysia versus New Zealand, okay. particularly, I just want to like touch just base again on like the accessibility of New Zealand. You don't really have the like the traffic jams in Malaysia. Yeah. So you having like. If having cut out that all those extra times having to like drive back home and whatnot, you know, having to go through public transport and whatnot, you 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 actually could use that extra hours to like spend time for your own, you know, like yeah, for your family, for sure. friends, yeah, and whatnot. True. It's just that sense. But then in terms of like audit, it's still audit. Yeah. <laughs> audit is still audit. Reality of it is still the same. <laughs> Reality of it, yeah, yeah. So oh, don't more here. The don't same. expect like coming here and like peak period is gonna be like five. A walk around the park. Yeah. Nah, it's, nah, it's the same. Yeah. So peak period is still peak period. Technical difficulties again. Thank you, Is, for that. Um. So the next one is for Uno. 
Yes. Is there any difference in work culture in, uh, when comparing New Zealand to Malaysia? Yes. Uh, so, work culture, Malaysia, New Zealand, I guess one of the main difference I would say is that here they are focusing more on your mental health. Yeah. And I guess that's something that is not really taken as seriously in Malaysia than it is here. So like, in terms of work culture, that would be the main difference. And they would provide you support in terms of that. So like, if you don't understand something, you would actually have people who takes the time to sit down and teach you step by step of what you need to know. So that at least you have an idea of what you're doing and you're not just winging it. Yeah. But like, I guess in Malaysia, everyone is just so busy that we often don't have the time to help as much as they should exactly. or yeah. as they want to. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's just the main difference between working here and Malaysia and like yeah, I guess when you take that into account the pressure on your on you yourself would be increased when you don't really have the support that you need. Because yeah. like imagine being your first day on the job and you don't know what you're doing but you are expected that you do know everything yeah. so like that kind of expectation just kind of puts pressure on people yeah. and like not everyone can handle that yeah true true, true. Yeah. you wanna add anything? yeah I, mean, I completely agree with like what you okay. just said so. yeah alright thank you Uno um, so that's it for working professionally in New Zealand so the next one is audit. Um, so Zarif, <laughs> what is audit? Like, can you explain to the audience in a, the simplest way that you can? When I first got this question, I thought it was a test. Um, <laughs> I mean, audit is technically just um, us giving reasonable assurance to the stakeholders on um, the on the reliability of the financial statements of an organization. Right, textbook answer. Textbook answer. Textbook answer. <laughs> but it's, it, I mean, audit is black and white, so it's technically it, and we do all the testing and stuff. Yeah. So it shows in that whole uh, definition of what we do in the yeah. international. Basically, we just we'll put it in simple words. We are giving assurance over companies' honesty. Yeah, we are. We just we are trying to um show the public that this company is honest and yeah. it's, their reporting has been checked, so that. Whomever that wants to use the report can use it, knowing that it has been checked and it's it is correctly recorded. Yeah. Sweet, sweet. So we move on to the next question, which is Uno, but it's the most important part of an audit. Oh. <laughs> or is it a question? Uh some some simple I guess after working in audit for a bit. The most important part would be your teamwork basically because in the end you can't do it by yourself yeah everyone's work interrelates with everyone else's mm -hmm. and like teamwork is what determines whether you can get the job done or not because when you see your teammate struggling when you are able to like actually give them help that would actually help you as a team reach the deadline that you are working on because when 
if you were to just focus on your own work and everyone focuses on their own work like we did in that way they don't actually help each other out and if someone is falling behind or someone else is doing is finishing their work because like they're on to it that's where teamwork would come in and like someone who can help out and take the extra workload should do that so that the whole team would benefit from it so i guess the most important thing personally i think would be the teamwork because you can't do it alone exactly and even if you put it in the context of like working with your clients yes it's like the importance of having the same goal moving towards the same goal is very important in audit because usually what happened during audit like major setbacks were caused by like disagreements between clients and audits okay. and auditors so if yeah so that argument going back and forth back and forth like it costs time and like times are valuable yeah so right. if having having like everyone thinking about the same goal which is like just getting the report done properly and whatnot <laughs> and just listen and take it in and just do the work properly it'll be much more efficient and faster so yeah teamwork it's a very very crucial part of it crucial yeah, part of it yeah. yeah it's really important so what is a typical like 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 a typical team how many people are needed in a team usually depends on the size of the client yeah, yeah. depends yeah. on the size yeah. of the clients and your budget as well though. yeah that's right yeah. yeah some clients you can do it with two people some clients you need at least five or six people in a team yeah so it really depends on how big they are Exactly. Major judgment process and very like your the team the skills that's required for that audit yep. and like budget team members team members available. Yes, definitely. Because like like in like in perfect scenario you would say you would want five people for this audit, <laughs> but you can't always get those five auditors here because everyone wants to be audited. <laughs> everyone yeah, wants to be audited. So sometimes it's like a gamble as well. So like. You can have five, but you know sometimes you can only get three or four. You just have to work through it. Just have to make do with what you get. Exactly, yeah. just have to make do. <laughs> Lot of adaptability. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So um, the next one is for is how was it having to travel nationwide for oh, work? Yeah. Do you enjoy it? Fun. Oh. <laughs> fun. It was. Oh, it was. It was really fun. But then, like to a point, sometimes it's really tiring. You know, having to travel because you're like you're like, traveling for weeks sometimes, and like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just want like a few days just to yourself, yeah. just to settle down, and you just can't have that. I mean, personally, for me, having to travel for work, say for like two weeks, sometimes, like coming back after work and like settling down in my hotel, I don't feel settled down. It's just it feel like I'm still traveling. So like ah uh, yeah sometimes I feel like it's I don't get the rest that I I need. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, in hindsight, it's really interesting though, know, like having to move around and like meet people from different places because people from different places are different. Yeah. They are different the way they think and like whatnot. So it's really interesting having to work with different people, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Should I have one uh fact? Or not, not fact, but this one doctor that is a neuroscientist. Yeah. So he studies about uh, sleep. Oh, so he said yes. that um, when you settle down in a hotel, you don't feel settled down. The uh, one thing that he said is that when you sleep uh, in a place where it's not home, okay, your brain is actually half asleep. 
People mm. say that that is the most relaxed and most easy. I feel like people who do tax are pretty smart because uh, they'll be the one who find the grey areas within the tax territories uh, in the country. Yeah, so they know they can help people. I mean, it's not something to be proud of, but they they know the grey areas for people to evade. You know, pay less, not evade, pay less tax. So I feel like these people are quite. Cheeky <laughs> yeah. yeah. Personally, like, I have a colleague in my office um, who was a tax consultant, and like hearing from his story, like nah, I don't think any job is easy. Like a job is a job. Like people are like doing, people are contributing. Yeah. And like tax, they everyone has their own struggles. I would say. Yeah. It's just that how you view that struggles and how are you able to adapt to that struggle. Some some people could like stay out late and like work for like two days straight and that's like he could be like the perfect candidate for audit. <laughs> and some people some people could be really really cheeky is what you say yeah. and he could be a perfect candidate for tax. So it really depends. It really depends. But yeah, it's not. I mean, don't get me wrong. Tax is not just about being cheeky and whatnot. Like there's a lot of thought process being yeah like, having to go through all that and like you are dealing with clients and they have their own peak period. Yeah, GST and tax and man, they yeah, just yeah. finished their peak period. Yeah, okay. yeah, they're struggling as well. So, <laughs> and also, I think like tax is quite an important job or like sector as well because you're contrib- contributing back to the, um, to the country as well because it's taxpayers like because your money or the money that's been taxed gonna be used for like the government to yeah, to spend yeah. on job security. Yeah, job security, which I am a beneficiary of. Yes. Uh, yeah. you see? Oh, yeah. Ah, yes, yes, you are. So, like, you are. It's not fair that yeah. you know, one of the companies that you're not paying tax, you know, those are what tax people are for, just to follow. And uh, one quick question. So, New Zealand just announced that they are increasing the minimum wage and they are increasing the tax for the upper upper, upper bracket, the rich people. Yep. So, yes. what, any, any opinions? Any uh, two cents? Sucks to be rich people. <laughs> Sucks to be rich right now. Sucks to be rich, but uh But I guess yeah, that's good. I think the yeah, main it con- is. the main concept is to help the poor and yeah. tax the rich. And like they already have enough money, I'm sure you can just pay it off anyway. Exactly. It's not a big deal to them. It's yeah. just the people at the bottom that needs that. The, yeah. Yeah. Because so. at the end of the day, tax are just incentives. Mm-hmm. It's it's per- the purpose of tax is to drive people's behavior. Yeah. Without yeah. us even realizing it, increasing tax of like cigarettes, and the reason for that is to like okay. put incentive. Yeah, yeah. For that people like oh it's too expensive, I'm not gonna buy a ciggy. So that's that. But then like, yeah. What was we talking about? I was lost. Yeah. Uh, the tax increase. Yeah. The oh yeah, tax increase. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay, sorry. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's um, it's used the tax money was used by the country for the people. Mm-hmm. So like I don't mind like the rich being taxed if they're able to survive. You know. I bet they have other sources of income. Yeah, yeah. they're smart. They're yeah. smart. They have tax consultants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where they come in. Yeah, that's where they come in. So we have uh went afar from the main question to be honest. But it's alright. <laughs> oh I forgot. Ooh. What about you? What is Ooh. your other sector so, that you wanna go into? I would say I would go corporate. I would do like finance within like a corporate body. 
for example, like going into a company and then be finance manager, get a job, climb okay. up to become a CFO. Just I'm interested in a private comp- like private firms, um, financial. Like so you want to be the top dogs, not uh, yeah, not yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's my end goal, yeah. Because yeah. uh, my my dad is a is an accountant as well, and he's I can oh. see that he's quite successful because he's an accountant because he had the basic of doing it like because he's yeah he has a basic of being a chartered accountant, and they always tell me that what makes a good CEO is a is a good accountant it's a it's an ex-cfo right. yeah that's how you that's how you become a good ceo because let's be real i mean each firms revolve around money yeah. so if you don't know how to use your money well then what's the point of the firm going forward and private firms they are a for-profit entity so what drives them is profit yeah so you just it's just how you look for the profit is what like it drives me to go into corporate sector. Okay. Yeah. Alright. That's tough. Good answer from Zarif. So um. Mm, yeah. The last one is for Zarif. Is audit in danger of automation? <laughs> oh, <laughs> job security. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say um. No, you still need um human human, human yeah, judgment. Dimension. Yeah. First of all, that's why we take our professional papers for like for us to make better decision making. That's yeah. true. And I bet they uh, they can take over some jobs like vouching and stuff. I think a big part of it. Can yeah. Be. Big part of it. Also, yeah. Oh, yeah. But also yeah. a big part of audit is about Judge. human judgment. Human judgment. So like that can be from any automate automatic yeah. Yeah, technology or anything. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to be running out of jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Though I would say audit would evolve towards automation. Yep. It would okay. evolve. So like I would say like the audit that the job the stuff that we were doing right now versus stuff that past auditors did like ten years back are different. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Definitely yeah, different. Say so like audit because back then they wouldn't have like analytics and whatnot. So yeah. for like samplings, they would like physically sample stuff. Mm-hmm. Where by as right now we need to learn all this analytics, how to do data and whatnot. Yeah. So I would say audit will evolve, but it will still stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Understand. Um. So the next one, the next topic is audit New Zealand, Ooh. which is is already uh touched a little bit from the previous questions. So this one is for Uno. What is audit New Zealand? <laughs> is there any equivalent? Comparison for it in Malaysia. Uh, well, I guess yeah. the comparison that I would say would be the closest would be Audit Negara, because yeah. Audit New Zealand is basically the company that audits the government here, because like we are not part of government but more to Parliament, so that we're like separate and we are under the Auditor General's office yes. and not yes. the government. So I guess that's the closest comparison if we were to put it into a Malaysian context that would be Audit Negara. Definitely, yes. Okay, thank you Uno. The next one is for Ace. Oh, actually, I think it's already answered a little bit. Just I'll just uh, repeat it. Yeah. What does Audit New Zealand do and what are the clientele? I could probably just explain a little bit more yeah. about what Audit New Zealand do. Yeah. I could um, basically audit in general is to give assurance 
to stakeholders yeah. and people who like wants to use the reportings. But however, um, how Audit New Zealand is different compared to other companies like the Big Four is that we focus more on like expenditure versus revenue because we are doing public sectors. So our definition would have an additional definition for audit, which is um, to provide assurance that the taxpayers' money um, were used in an efficient manner. Yeah. So yeah, we would focus on like expenditure and like how the money is being used. Rather than profits and revenue. Rather than profits. But yeah, we do do profits as well. But our main, I would say our main aspect would be focusing more on the expenditure. Oh, okay. How people's money are being used. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Oh. You yeah. should start taking is to like units around New Zealand. Next place, don't give talks. No, that's why we do podcasts. So oh, yeah, yeah. People can just uh, open their Spotify and just hear it. Exactly. Audit is fun. If you want to work for Audit New Zealand, you have to shout podcast. <laughs> okay, uh, the last one. Uh, we actually already passed our one hour mark. But oh, right. Don't speak. Not really. But we because we start a little bit late and there's a technical difficulty ah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the last one, if you guys don't mind, is the CA qualification, which is uh, Chartered Accountancy. <laughs> so, the first question is for Zarif. Um, are you planning to complete your CA qualification while working? Yes, I am planning to. Uh, it's not a mandatory requirement, but uh, in order New Zealand, um, apparently, but I am planning to take my CA paper. because yeah. I think that's gonna differentiate me from others. Yeah, and also you wanna be. CEO, yes, of course. No, <laughs> yes, my final goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, thank you, Zarif. So, the next one is uh, is it hard to juggle between study for CA and work? Peace, it is hard, definitely hard. It's something you've never felt before, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But the main thing is like to be disciplined, though. Like, if you can do can look at it as like a day by day thing yeah. don't look at it as like a oh, i want to be a ca blah 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 blah. it's too much it's honestly too much yeah. try to focus your like a day by day thingy like yeah, i want to do okay i want to do my one hour study today Book, check check just do it like that and just basically trust the process because yeah. it is going to be high it's going to seem like there's no it's never ending but just trust the process and you hopefully get there okay. <laughs> Uh, would you say that working while study helped you a little bit or? Ah, uh, oh yes, yes, definitely, definitely. It helps both ways though. Like working helps your studies, studies helps your work. But you have to be disciplined. But you have to be disciplined, yes, exactly. Trying to find all those terms like what Farid mentioned earlier. Yes. Like the cons of like in our working life right now is that we are scarce in time. So we don't have time to do like extra studies like what we used to do back in uni days, you know? Sad life. Yeah, it's our sad life. Just the reality. Just yeah. the reality of it. It's, it's going to be hard, but then it's definitely worth it if you look at it in the sense of like the knowledge that you're gaining and like what you're becoming, you know, the person that you're evolving. If you look at it in that sense, then yeah. So right now, how many like, while working, how many mod like modules, right? Yeah. Are you taking? So currently, uh, me and Farid, we're in the same batch, we're in the same year group, so we're practically having the same route. Um, we've passed our first module, 
So actually the 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 format is changing, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, right. From right. five to nine. Yes. Modules. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is gonna... talk about it. Uh, Do I... you know anything about that? We gotta have like more information about it in June. Just so, you know, get together with me and my year groups. But so far, like, I'm not really sure. I had a look at it. Pretty scared, but I just want to focus on learning on the job for now. And yeah, but I have to. St- Taking notes <laughs> <laughs> on the new module, yeah. yeah. Okay, the last question for our podcast today is for Uno. So, do you have any ideas what doors slash opportunity that will open up once you have your CA qualifications? Unlimited <laughs> ability. I think it would definitely open a lot of doors because, in general, CA focuses on like four different aspects. As we know, we do audit, tax, finance, and management. So those are very different sectors, I would say. And like having a professional qualification that focuses on those sectors would definitely make it easier for you to branch out into those sectors, especially if you don't plan on staying and doing audit for for the long run. The reality of it is that most people would branch out after they get their CA qualification and like I guess that also shows how much doors that opens because once you have it it's much easier for you to hop to another job that you want to like venture into yeah yes yeah yeah true I agree with what the fact says and I just want to add something I don't know if people know this but like say Audit New Zealand we are a training entity so training training entity okay so we are a training entity so what a training entity is is you would train like people from your company are expected to be trained so that they are they could be provided as a better workforce yes oh, as a better worker so like that's why we have like all these trainings and whatnot and learn text and whatnot just so that we are a better worker in the future for the marketplace so that's why they call a training entity. Okay. Yeah. Something new about my firm today. <laughs> <laughs> something new. <laughs> okay, that's it for our podcast. So just so usually when we end our podcast, we have a like a shout out session for our guests, and then like a short message message for the audience or anybody. So start with Zarif. Any shout out to anyone? Your family, your friends. Uh, Talk to the camera. Thank, thank you everyone back home for supporting me. It's been a tough journey. <laughs> yeah, finally, I got where I am today because of you guys. And my... Yeah, it's okay, I don't want to shout out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, I would say the tip, my tips would be um, just try everything that's outside your box. Don't be so cooped up in your own circle, I guess. You know, start get to know the world because... If you don't, then you're gonna be shocked, man. And these skills that you learn from us at the box will help you apply for jobs and get you far in the future. That's my one advice, yeah, message and tips for everyone. True, true, true. Um, shout out to my mom, my dad. <laughs> uh, everyone back, back at home. Everyone back at home, Malaysia, Hazik. <laughs> 
and uh, basically shout out to everyone back in Malaysia and everyone around especially people that are studying abroad I know it's really hard um, with COVID going on and around and like I hope everyone is just keeping their mind sane <laughs> check keeping their mental health in check and hopefully we get through this together um, few words about like audit and whatnot I would say knowledge are important I know like right now we can see a lot of like um, people trying to get into business too quick, I would say, and like, yes, like it can, it can, like the probability of you getting money is there. But then I would say, if you think about it in the, like in a, in a, another sense, like that could like people having not having knowledge and whatnot could affect the economy and market because at the end of the day we are gonna be the one that's gonna run the country and whatnot. Yeah, true. So having less and less um, people not venturing to like education and whatnot would definitely affect our future and it's pretty scary yeah it's yeah. gonna be a skill gap yeah exactly there's definitely gonna be a skill gap so like you know just do you and study gain knowledge and knowledge are important it's beautiful man like yeah give just, your best don't give up yeah give yeah. your best and don't give up and appreciate knowledge <laughs> very <laughs> It's cringy. Good message, good message. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. If my family ever sees this, shout out to, <laughs> no. uh, shout out to the Christchurch peeps. Yo, yeah. It's always been a good time down here in Christchurch. We didn't expect to be in a podcast suddenly. Exactly. <laughs> it was it turned out really great and yeah. like, it was more informative than I expected it to be. So shout out to Sharp for organizing this. Thank you, Sharp. Thank you, Sharp. Shout out to Samsa. Samsa. <laughs> Samsa. Yeah. Oh, and all the best for Bersatu this year. <laughs> right. See you guys at Bersatu. See you guys. Yeah, yeah. see you guys in the Needle, man. Alright, um, so that's it for our podcast today. Um, thank you for watching and see you guys in the next one. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye, <laughs> bye-bye.